Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. And welcome back to Greatest Rocks on Tracks. It's KU. Oh, it's a good day. Singing the song and it's a good day. We're moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? Turn my headphones up. Y'all ready? Let's do it. This is old you radio. I mean, look, dude, you think this was an accident? All of this right here? Premeditated, partner. I'm Johnny McKeon. You got nothing on me, right? Nothing. And with me is Mr. Doom and Gloom. Hey, dummy. I'm Sasha Bloom. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. The start of the show. And welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny <laughs> McKeon. With me in studio, like always, sadly, Sasha Bloom. Nah, I'm just kidding, Sasha. I'm happy to see you, man. All right, fine. It's, <laughs> it's, been, a, it's been an interesting week, Sasha. Yeah. I, uh... I woke up today with anxiety. Well, you're pregnant, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't scare me even more. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, there's been just so much change going on in my life right now. Yeah. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, it's I'm scared. I'll be yeah. honest. I, I get spooked sometimes, man. You're moving out. Yeah, I'm moving out. Um, moving my parents. Uh, my girlfriend's back. She, we did the long distance thing for... Uh, about a, uh, a little over a year. She still a year likes you? Yeah, she still likes having nice. me around. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice. It's been a transition, though. It's weird. Like, I'm not used to having people around me. <laughs> <laughs> You're not very good with people after a short period of time. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> but, like, uh, <laughs> like, it's just interesting. Like, there's so much going on. She's got this amazing job. I've got an amazing job that's really fulfilling and uh like i'm learning more i'm learning new stuff at abc nice you know i'm learning chiron and i'm now you're i think you're finally getting to the point where they're actually going to start evaluating you to see if you're in their long-term plans yeah exactly and i'm Mm -hmm. evaluating if they're in my (laughs) long-term plans too yeah with everything going on so yeah like i woke up with anxiety today for the first time in a long time and it's it's interesting because you know it's i don't know do you get do you ever get anxiety man when I drink too much caffeine sometimes, yeah. like I hate when my heart speeds up a little bit, yeah. you know, that how it palpitates a little yeah. fast sometimes. I can't stand that. You get out a little sweaty, like a little cold sweat, <laughs> <laughs> flop sweat. <laughs> flop sweat. Ew. Is that why you wear hats all the time? <laughs> Armpit stained kid. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I really try not to let, try not, I try to live my life where I'm not afraid. Yeah. And... It's very hard, because I'm going through a transition too, but yeah. more of where you're gaining a lady, I lost a lady, yeah. and I kind of, jobs are really weird right now, yeah. and I'm not here on campus a lot, so where the last two years I s- invested my whole life in to go yeah. to school, now they've uninvested in me. I feel the same way. Right? Like, I, every in time I... Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Every time I log in, I'm afraid like my passwords aren't going to work. Or all I am, I just didn't go to school this semester, but I'm still a student. I'm still part of this program. But I feel like I feel like an invalid. Like I feel like I'm, I'm a, an unwelcomed. Like I'm the unwanted student. Like what are you still doing here? Like my tracks pass do- 
doesn't work. I have to pay for the tracks. It's weird, man. Yeah, so when I graduated, right, in the yeah. summer. Yeah, you graduated. I'm one credit yeah, from graduating. I had to, or one class. Both, but yeah. I had to reapply to take the course I'm taking. Yeah. And so... Like a week ago, I got an acceptance letter from the U all over again, and I was so giddy. I was like, yeah. yay! <laughs> I get to do it right this time. <laughs> yeah. $4,064 wow. for one credit. You paid four grand? No, $1,064. Oh, okay. They said 4000 Well, it, might, it was the same number in my head. Yeah. That, that was <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> going back to having a breakdown, that's yeah. kind of why I was in a rocking chair the last two weeks. Yeah. I was like, it's been a tumultuous two yeah. weeks, man. I. Yeah, everything from, like, revamping, the station's growing, we're growing, you know, like, we, we're just trying our best to bring you guys the content that we can, and it's it's tough. Like, this is a tough job. It's a good job, but it's a tough one. Well, there's a reason why radio's dying, is because everyone thinks they can do it. Yeah. And so they put all these people that can't do it in yeah. front of a microphone. And But to learn how to do it, to really try to study it, because I do that, I don't know yeah. about you, but yeah. I really try to make bad radio consistently <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and i just like hearing the sound of my own voice oh, that's yes, really why i'm here <laughs> i don't even listen to what i have to say i just like oh he sounds good wait what i can put <laughs> headphones on and yeah. amplify my thoughts in my own head Hooray! <laughs> so listen to that voice that sweet sexy voice oh boy man <laughs> that's why i had a tuna fish sandwich i thought i'd just keep those thoughts yeah. away sir yeah, yeah, yeah no you kill the vibe yeah you definitely you know how to kill the vibe in a room <laughs> Well, it takes a lot of talent, a lot of practice. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, man. I've been just reading interesting stuff. Like, there, here's an interesting thought. What would you do if you won the Powerball lottery? You know, the $450 million lottery. Do you think that would improve your life? or? Well, see, I've actually heard about this and studied a little yeah. bit on it. You know, it's my Jewish nature. Yeah. So you can't, uh, when you die, it all goes back. You don't get to take any with you. You, you can't, can't inherit really? it to anybody. And you have to, the taxes on it are outstanding, oh. especially if you take a lump sum. I think mm -hmm. 40% goes to the yeah. state, but they don't tax you federally also, so you have to pay federal taxes. I would open a school, yeah, maybe a homeless center. Would you do the lump sum or would you do the payment plan? Payment plan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because your money's guaranteed, therefore you can be a real jerk at a bank. Yeah. You know, walk in and like you're pajamas and your chest hair hanging out and be like don't you do that anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's usually asking for 2250 like now i could go in with 22 million yeah. Yeah. no i'd open up a school i'd open up a homeless center and i'd buy a fat house nice you know nice. that way i could justify my uh having new socks every single day do you, are, are you worried kind of like because this like so i was reading about this recent powerball winner and he's complaining about like the drama that's come with the money like all his family and friends are hitting him up for money now and they all want a piece of it and like does that worry you at all because like i always think about that kind of mindset like if one of my friends won money i probably i wouldn't ask him for it well i would just want twitter followers <laughs> <laughs> buy twitter followers yeah. that's what you really do <laughs> <laughs> who's a son of a blue we've got 1.5 million followers <laughs> just for for my header I've got $455 million follow people. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this guy on Instagram called Lavish? No. Have you heard about this story? Uh -huh. So it's this kid. He's like 15, 16, and his parents are like rich, like oil money rich, I sure. guess. And I guess he lives in like either like Saudi or, you know, somewhere over there. 
And um, he, his whole Instagram, mm-hmm. it, it, it's lavish, is his Instagram. Uh, it's dedicated to him just showing off his money. <laughs> like, he'll attach, like, 10 grand to a balloon and let it float away. Or he'll, like, it'll show a photo of him throwing an iPhone in the toilet. Oh, or, like, <laughs> it's just pictures. And he, like, gives out money to Instagram followers. Like, he's like, follow me, and one of you random people will win 10K. And he just throws money. And, like, he's got, like, Different, all his phones and all his Instagrams, <laughs> just photos of his like house, his cars, <laughs> and he's such a just a total d bag about it all. And he's got like a million followers <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> when I was first in high school or college, yeah. my roommate was Johannes Kepler's grandson. Do you, you know who? No. You know? So he was one. Said of it like I should know, so I'm well, not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> the Kepler telescope. He was one of the men that mapped the solar system in the really? universe. Yeah. He's one of the most famous men that ever lived in the Renaissance. And so his parents owned the Chicago Tribune, the Sun-Times, wealthy beyond yeah. wealthy, like Boston, Real private money. schools. Yeah. And so we were dorm uh, roommates. And on the weekend, because the food was so bad on campus, he'd go to Costco and drop like four grand in barbecue for every student that was on wow. campus. What a and boss. Yeah, but watching like someone drop that kind of money, where you're like, you know, you're At Costco, yeah, yeah, it's just super rich people. It's a totally different world. Like he'd wreck his car and then go buy a new Subaru. Yeah, you know, he 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 buy a QP of weed at a time, and it's like, wow. what are you doing? <laughs> and it was nothing. <laughs> Who's this kid Scarface? <laughs> yeah. like, who are you hanging out with? <laughs> I didn't hang out with him. He was my roommate, so wow. I had to deal with him. Wow! Oh, I was a good student. Was he was he a nice guy? What was he like personality wise? He's one of the greatest artists I've ever met in my entire life. What do you mean artist? He's a painter. Oh, cool. And he, so when September 11th happened, he hung a hammer and sickle outside of his window, hmm. <laughs> a flag. <laughs> uh, he was that kind of guy. He was very abusive to women. Really. He was very violent and angry, but he was. He was a weird guy. He, like he was a super elitist, rich guy that it, he didn't have consequences. Yeah. Like he failed out of school and went and bought a house, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, what else am I gonna do with my time? Oh yeah, buy stuff. That's yeah. what I start. <laughs> That's just kind of what I do. That's what I do with my free time. I just buy things. Yeah. Yeah. And I well, spent four grand at Costco. I'll just throw it away out the back. Yeah. You can't have it. <laughs> Smacking homeless people with brooms. You can't touch this. <laughs> and it, I've just never been around it pure with that type of money like you've you know you've worked for been in a restaurant waiting for someone that's a multi-millionaire right never have I had someone in my same age group that it didn't matter to him did they have a black card yeah the african-american express yeah (laughs) and it it was like a third generation black card like yeah it was like his dad had one his mom had one and then he had one and his brother had one wow have you ever seen (laughs) one of those like like they're, they're, they're like they're solid, like they're yeah. like metal. Like I was working at Buckle, and I couldn't even run it through the machine. <laughs> it's too I'm having to do etchings on it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah. about? You're old enough to know. Yeah, like I was. I had to put the paper over. I had to etch it like I'm Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, sir. Like your your card is too advanced for my petty machinery here at the, the Buckle. The whole mall goes yeah. on shut down. <laughs> Yeah, I, was like, I was like, yeah, this is too nice. This is too nice for my equipment. I just, I felt so poor at that moment because it's like, I can't even take his money. I have to like go through this process. See, I just got a reef 
refund from the IRS. Remember that uh, yeah. tax tuition thing that we yeah. were, that I were, you were eligible for. I wasn't. Yeah, but yeah. I did it like a year, like eight months ago. Yeah. I finally got it. Nice. And I was like, it was like a thousand bucks, but I was like, oh, that's such a relief. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine having four hundred fifty-five million dollars at like right away, just like just like that. You buy well, a baseball team, like yeah, <laughs> make them all wear dresses. That's, yeah. that's an old Louis C.K. bit. He has a billion dollars. He can peel off one of those and then just buy all of baseball. Make them wear dresses. <laughs> My favorite thing about getting rich from a comedian is the Louis Black one. Yeah, where. Did remember where he hires a personal assistant yeah. to bathe them? Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, so, the crazy, yeah, like, it's interesting because I think about it a lot. And I think about kind of what goes through a person's head when they win it because it's it's unearned money, you know? Like, it's not like it's not like you worked hard, you created a business, no, but you other sold people a business. Did. Yeah, 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 I know. But it's like you just wake up one day with the money, you know? Yeah. Like, you just have it. And like it, I don't. I have no clue what I would do. I'd probably call an accountant. Would be the first thing I would do. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're having an accountant on later today. A uh, comedian accountant, Gregory M. Kite. He's headlining uh, Wise Language. Guys Austin. Yeah, Greg Kite. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's his name. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's a good guy. But no, yeah, I would probably. I'd hire an accountant. I'd set up some certificates of deposit with an high interest rate. I really. I wouldn't quit my job. I wouldn't. I I definitely probably look into getting a better place. Rent, not buy them. <laughs> Why rent? Just because I don't I don't really want to own a home. Why? I have no interest in owning a home. Do you not feel like you belong in a home, or? No, no. I just that's supposed to be like the American dream, like the world dream is every human being owning a home. American dream. Uh, I don't really know what the American dream is anymore. You know. Like, like you I know it's supposed to be owning a home. It's supposed to have in two point five kids and the white picket fence. I don't know. I just, I'd rather just have a lot. Like I'd rather just rent places than own them. You know, because I like the idea of traveling and going around a lot. Maybe I'd, I'd probably buy one house. Just probably one. one. Just yeah. Like, what state? See, I don't know. I don't know. What uh, about an apartment in Manhattan? I could see you doing that. Yeah, I, I would rent an apartment in Manhattan. Then L.A. Yeah. Singapore. Yeah. I, I, okay, I would do for sure. I would do. I'd buy something here in Utah just because I like it here. Mm-hmm. I would buy something. I would rent something in. I'd maybe buy something in New York, but and for sure only rent something in California. I wouldn't <laughs> buy anything in California. Um, let me think. What I would do? I don't know. Pay off my student loans. Why? You defer it. <laughs> <laughs> defer it. I drive them in a phantom. I gotta defer this. <laughs> I got. I gotta take this. Get you this painted. What? You know what I would do? What? I would make a fat donation to the communication program at the U. I I would make a big donation to KU. Mm-hmm. I would totally revamp this whole studio. Give oh, yeah. us all iPads in the chairs. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. it would be completely superfluous stuff, though. Wouldn't it be stuff that helped the Salon chair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be just the whole table chair. is an iPad. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't help it out. I would just, <laughs> just, just make things a little it. more complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get them all IMAX. Yeah. yeah, I designed this to look like the bridge of the Star Trek yeah. Enterprise, baby. <laughs> I like where you're thinking, sir. Yeah. No, I would invest in KU. I would. Yeah, yeah. Johnny the Philanthropist. I yeah. like it. I would, yeah, I would invest in a lot of weird things. I would invest. I would. Uh, I'd invest in a rugby team. I'd start a rugby team here. Locally. Otter pops. 
Yeah, Otterpuffs for sure. Well, they've already got they've got my money. <laughs> they've got plenty of money for me already. <laughs> I list them on my taxes. Cracker Jacks. <laughs> Cracker Jacks. Gross. I finally put some good toys in there. Cracker Jacks, though. <laughs> I barely ate them as a kid. So how long till you're broke? Oh, I would never be broke. You make it twenty years? I could make it. I could make it a whole lifetime. See, I don't know if I could get out. I. I think I'd drop it quick. Oh, see, I, I'm not an indulgent person. Like, I sit on my money. Like, I would totally just sit on it. No wonder you Sarah would spend all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah would spend all my money. Is she, like, a purse buyer or shoe buyer? What's her? Uh, yeah, she likes she likes all the finer things. Uh-huh. She likes an overall higher quality of life, which I can appreciate, and I hope and I can mostly provide it for her. Um, see, I'd buy, like, Yeah, a- she'd buy purses and shoes. And yeah. Probably like you know some designer clothing and stuff. What would be your one horrendous uh, purchase? Oh, like, like like just arrogant, like you are such a jerk. Because I'd buy like a hundred and fifty thousand dollar koi fish. Really? Oh, I'd go You'd to go for the fish. I'd go to Japan, like have it shipped the, in. Yeah, it's back swim in the best yeah. pond. Like find my <laughs> the friend. The whole plane is checked out. It's just a, <laughs> yeah, just a fish <laughs> tank. Just a fish tank <laughs> <laughs> with wings on it. <laughs> you build a fish tank plane. Um, Koi fish. That's a great question. I don't know. Maybe I'd buy an Xbox. Probably. <laughs> I finally man up and maybe I'd buy a MacBook just to see what it's about. That would yeah. probably be my most horrendous purchase. Get off DOS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe get an iPhone. Uh, I. Hmm. Because Shaq just bought. Uh, Part of the Kings. Yeah. Which yeah. which is a horrendous purchase. <laughs> yes, that's why I was thinking about it. <laughs> I would buy one percent of the Boston Celtics. That's what I would do. Are black people allowed to own the Celtics? Yes. Okay. I would own one percent. One percent. Just for free tickets? Or? Yeah, yeah. Just to be a part of it. You uh-huh. know, like I want enough that I don't have to go to all the shareholder meetings, but enough that you know I get some perks. Like if I show up at the gate, they'll let oh, me in. Well, you know what I mean? Here's a fantastic transition. Would you pay the twenty-five thousand dollars to sit front seat for a Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather show? Would you do? The fifty grand mm. for a Lakers final ticket. Oh, okay. Yeah, that is a good question. <sighs> I would do the Mayweather, but just for press and promotion. Yeah. Just to promote myself more, like you know, mm-hmm. less about like the actual fight itself, but just the fact I'd be seen doing it. Sure. And there'd be reports about it, and I would bring someone that it would be ridiculous. So like, I'd either bring someone in a mascot costume or like, <laughs> maybe a homeless person. Something, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, something to just disrupt the flow. You know, so, someone that doesn't belong there. Yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring Manny Pacquiao. He'll yeah. sit up front with me. <laughs> someone like that. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers finals tickets, uh, yeah, I would probably pay for that. If I'm getting 1% of the Celtics, I definitely would want seats close to the floor. I don't have to be on the floor, but it'd be nice. So would you be the cunning human being who would give exorbitant amount of money to senators and to the White House and start getting in the politic and the balls and the dinners and well, all that stuff? I would invest in a whole lot of other things before then. I would start maybe a distribution company. But see, that's, that would be like the true investment yeah. of your family well, heritage. That's what I was going to explain. Like, once I get up there, like, if, if I wanted to make, like, you know... If I wanted to make some real money, you know, like like a billion dollars or something, yeah. like yeah, you got to be involved with the government in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, would I get involved in politics? Probably. I don't know though because it's a dangerous game, dude. You know, it's like 
Well, you're very apprehensive toward that kind of stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Like in general. Yeah. Well, what do you mean specifically? Because I think I know what you mean. But what well, do you, mean? you don't like to express your political opinions yeah. or get into oh, that, that well, kind of arc. Well, that's public. just because I'm still technically an immigrant. Once I have my citizenship, you'll hear all day, all day. <laughs> you'll have to block me on Facebook. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it's uh, yeah, like the political realm. It's 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 a tough world. Like you got to be suited for it. Like, I'd rather, I don't know, maybe work more in Hollywood, less in the government, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably, I'd definitely maybe look to invest in open and maybe a comedy club somewhere. You know, uh, probably some kind of a distribution or production company. I wonder how many of those fail. Production companies? Tons. Yeah. All the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Yeah, but I'd have enough money that I wouldn't fail. <laughs> I wouldn't make a movie for years. <laughs> We're still really successful. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy in Japan that's building the largest movie studio in the world? No. Totally I just, I'll just i have to find it. Maybe we'll talk about it yeah. in our news. But that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Or, or see, well, I, What would you do? What would you do? Like, like I said, I'd open up a school. Yeah, um, like on what? Like a Hebrew school? or No. You could f- teach it. For kids where you could get the best education in the world and maybe have, you know, bring in the best teachers in the state and make it a free school or something, but the kids have to, kind of like what Andre what, Agassi does in Vegas. What would the criteria be to be a student there? That's the better question. Like, is it, are you going to bring in, like, private school kids? Do you have to pay tuition? Are you going to do a mixed bag? Like, you're going to have some poor kids, some rich well, kids? Well, it, it would be... Do a scale? It'd be totally different because I'd buy a huge arc of land and the kids would learn how to farm. They mm-hmm. would learn how to do solar stuff. And then all their math and physics and stuff would be tied into building. Oh, cool. Actually hands-on experience. And then have... Like a space camp. Yeah, but then have a music school and a theater school. Like and a band camp. Yeah. And like the I most... I just keep thinking camp. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I keep yeah. thinking... I imagine you teaching And camps. like the most <laughs> badass soccer team yeah. or women's softball team on the planet. Like where... It's like bad news bears. Like the big guys come in black yeah. and like they just yeah. destroy everyone. So, so you'd have the evil team from the, the Mighty <laughs> yeah. Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they were all like very well mannered and proper. <laughs> like <laughs> drinking their steroid shakes. And <laughs> you got Ivan Drago on your track team and yeah. stuff. So, okay, but how would students get in? Would you do like, um, uh, would you do a, a percentage of like low income students? Would you do first come, first well, serve? Well, see, I'd want it to be a huge campus. I'm five, six, seven thousand kids mm-hmm. and really be able to s- section it off. So, yeah, you'd bring in everybody that yeah. wants to come. That'd be cool. Right? That'd and be then, really cool. because if you had brought in five, eight thousand kids, you could just send them up. But, I mean, you would really be talking in an incredible investment from. Because 450 million is not going to achieve that goal. Yeah. But you. I mean, you'll have to spend like half of that on accreditation, anyways. Well, yeah, but the tax write offs and stuff. And schools are great tax write off for the super elite. And then you can get all the. You know, you can let the conservatives and the liberals like feud with each other and try to buy programs up and, you know, really get interactive. And then potentially kids who get their education there can come back and donate money, too. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't like everyone is we got to get the kids on the computers. We got to teach about technology. Yes, but we need to teach them how to love and how to farm and how to do medicine, which is all the stuff I never really got to learn as a kid. Yeah, you know I just think that being a human being is so much more than writing an HTML5 code or being being able to open up a human body. I think there's so many aspects that don't get taught and. 
I think you bring up a good point about that. Mm-hmm. No, I think about it a lot. Yeah. Because my son, he gets a good education. Like he gets to, he goes to a charter school. He gets to learn Arabic. He's on mm-hmm. good computers, but he doesn't know. He wouldn't know how to plant a carrot if I didn't teach him. Yeah. How does a human being not know how to plant vegetables? When you never know when the light bulbs go off. Literally, when yeah. like all the lights go out. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. I I think um, you know learning how to do a tourniquet at eleven is an important thing. I, mean, I would teach kids how to fight for the confidence aspect. As sure. Well. I would no. teach them like boxing and like jujitsu. No, I mean you got to know what to do if a tiger yeah. attacks you. Yeah. That. <laughs> I guess that we could do a specific class for that. <laughs> you could dress up as the tiger. <laughs> I'm halfway there with my beard. <laughs> you dressed up as a tiger wrestling kids. How is this legal? He owns the school. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> you could you could terrorize all the students at that school. You just walk up to a kid, smack the tray up. <laughs> oh, have a bear wrestling class yeah. where like you learn how to wrestle bears. That'd be fun. That would be amazing. Like, to get actual legit training, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I would do it. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I think martial arts would be... I really want to get my kid in martial arts, but, you know, it's tough. Yeah, it is tough. It's like, yeah, work all day, and then try to... And then you got to feed them fast food, and then get them there, and then by the time yeah. you get home, it's like, I don't even get to see my kid. Like, yeah. what's going on here? He's exhausted, and then he's ninja <laughs> kicking you. He's like, stop <laughs> kicking me! Yeah, my kid's going to be twice the size as I am, so you I don't... Think? Oh, he'll be six three. His mom's like five ten. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. How tall are you? Five eleven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, six one with the fro. Nice. No, nice. Uh, I'm five ten. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a solid five. I ten. wouldn't call you short, but I wouldn't call you tall either. No, I'm right on yeah, that. Yeah, you're cusp. like right on it. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm right. I'm, I'm six. So we'll see. So six foot's the real tall. That's that's, that's considered tall. Because right. from five ten to six feet, there's a at least in my eyes, because I'm five ten, there's yeah. a major difference. Yeah. You smile like I'm not 5'10". No, no, I'm smiling because I'm imagining you looking up. Because you said in my eyes, so I imagined you looking up. <laughs> Just, yeah, but you have to look at my fro. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm six foot and a half inch, and I'm considered tall. I don't... I'm like the very last line. I'm like right here is tall. I like that's how I feel about it. Like I don't feel like I'm, I'm that tall. Like if when I meet a guy who's like 6'3 or 6'4, I feel so... Short. Sorry, I got it. We got a great transition here. All right, let's Hold hear on it. Hold on a second. I actually. How about this? Go for it. Let's hear it. Weird facts about short and tall people. Awesome. Day I, and okay. health. We didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know that this was going to go this way. Yeah. Serendipitous. This is by Lisa Coulier Cool and from Day and Health, which is a Yahoo blog type thing. Okay. On average, Tall people score slightly higher on IQ tests than shorter people, hmm. according to a new study published by the PLOS Genetics Journal. Using data collected from twins and their parents, totaling nearly 8,000 participants from University of Colorado, their findings suggest that two factors may be... What am I reading here? Hmm. Okay, tallness comes with risks and benefit. Um, what, like hitting your head on things? <laughs> average intelligence isn't only the thing that grows with height if you're tall. You may also have a greater chance of being bitten by bugs. Hmm. If you're tall? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. My head gets bitten up like none other. Like I wake up with a lumpy head from mosquitoes biting me like all the time. <laughs> the Scottish biting midge, a voracious <laughs> blood-sucking bug, prefers taller and heavier people. 
<laughs> Great. Larger people provide larger targets while producing more heat, moisture, carbon dioxide, and yeah. other chemicals that can attract insects. Hmm. That makes sense. Uh, developing blood clots. Compared to shorter control groups, taller people are more likely to develop potentially life-threatening blood clots. Like, you don't see a lot of tall people at really old ages. Yeah. Like, well, you're talking fat tall, people. tall, tall. Tall, tall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, There's not a lot of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Experiencing cancer. Compared to shorter peers, taller post-menopausal women are at greater risk of cancer. Earning more money. On the upside, taller men may earn more money on average than shorter men, according to research conducted in Australia. Is Australia qualified to conduct any research? That's the question. Is that a question? <laughs> yeah, that's my question. Uh, I don't see why not. I've always, I've always heard that tall people make more money. I've heard that too. I heard tall people do well in sales. Mm-hmm. I've heard that tall people do well, like they have more confidence, stuff like that. But uh, I wonder what the percentage would be if you got rid of like the NBA and NFL and all the major league sports stuff. You mean like the one percenters? Well, it just seems like most of professional sport are tall people, even if you consider six feet well, tall. Six foot's considered like I'm considered like in rugby. I'm the position I played. I was I was six foot is kind of a weird place to be in rugby. Because like you're you're taller than certain positions, but then you're too short for other ones. Mm-hmm. So like it all depends. Like like if you can match, because like each position there's two players per position. So like if I was matched, if I played lock, like lock is a position I played for quite a while, um, and most of the guys there are like on average six four, six five, and I was six foot. So you see that's kind of a weird yeah. disparaging. But then like if I got paired up with another guy who was about six foot, then we would function better together in the scrum. So like scrum. Yeah, like it's interesting that you pointed out because yeah, you know, six foot is like the average height for an athlete though, I think. If I remember See, I remember research during the Russian German dominance of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And they always said that the best athletes in the world were between five eight and five ten. Oh, for you're talking about for like lifting, like the weightlifting? Just Russian overall stuff? athlete in terms of being injury risk, um, Explosiveness, um, long term. A lot of good running backs for five eight. Mm-hmm. Brian Westbrook, Darren Sproles. Who else is five eight? Uh, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Marshall Falk. Yeah, Marshall Falk was five. He was a yeah. little bit. He might have even been yeah. shorter. Yeah. Uh, so shortness comes with perks and dangers. Shortness also comes with its share of health benefits and risks. Uh, living longer. A recent study of nearly five hundred men in Sardinia revealed where is Sardinia? Italy. Is it? That's where Franco Colombo's from. Who's that? He's uh, the really short guy that was best friends with Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's Mr. Olympia in 1984, I want to say. He's like he's like 5'5", five five, but he's huge. Huh. Uh, you should look him up. Have you, have you never seen the documentary Pumping Iron? No. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. You need to go see that. Okay. All of you, go see the documentary Pumping Iron. It's just a fantastic documentary. Shorter fellows were likely to outlive their taller peers by an average of two years based on their height at age 20. Having children, according to researchers from Netherlands, shorter women tend to have more children than taller ladies. The reason remains unclear, but lead researchers suspect that shorter women may spend more energy on reproduction when it when it comes <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. When it comes to men, Stolt found in a separate study that those on average height Oh, I've seen that picture. Yeah, so the, the shorter one in the middle. I'll post this picture on the blog. Please don't. The shorter one in the middle <laughs> is Franco Colombo. He's standing next to two men that are six foot one and six foot two, respectively. That's all that Schwarzenegger is. Yeah, he's six two. That's it. Yep. Oh. Heart disease. Uh, shorter people develop heart disease more often. 
and uh, having a strong character and sense of humor. Shorter people do? Yeah. John Schwartz, a reporter for the New York Times and author of Short, Walking Tall When You're Not Tall, believes that many so-called problems associated with shortness have been manufactured or overblown by drug companies that market growth hormones. In an interview with NPR, he credits shortness and its associated stigma with pushing smaller people to work harder, to become tougher, and develop a good sense of humor. Hmm. I have a good sense of humor. I'm a tough worker. That's and I'm not short. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think all that's true? Is, are they trying to say short people work well, harder? Yeah. Well, they're saying no. They're saying that people that are sh- small have to work harder and they have to become tougher and they have to develop a good sense of humor, probably for bullying. Mm. Richard Pryor was little. Yeah. Jimmy Norton, most Kevin Hart, are, yeah, most comics Cat Williams. Most musicians are short too. Prince is like three feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He is. Lupe Fiasco, he's a little little guy. Garden gnome. Kanye, he's not much taller than you. I mean, (laughs) I'm just keeping it real. Neither is his talent. (laughs) That's dependable. I'm a big Kanye fan. You're a Kardashian, that's why. (laughs) The fourth sister. She does nothing for me. I don't understand her policy. You like Khloe Kardashian? No, I don't like any of them. No. They just don't do anything for me. I just don't. I don't even get mad. Like I just don't really <laughs> care either way. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> you don't even get mad. <laughs> no, like some people get mad. Some people get angry. They're just like, Kim Kardashian. I'm like, well, change the channel. Don't watch the show. Like, why is she on your TiVo if you're so pissed? I don't know. I don't know. That's funny. All right. Do you want to go to break? I'd love to. Let me take it off mute real quick. Yeah, sure. Thank you, people. If you have any music suggestions or anything that we can do to make your time listening more enjoyable, hit us up at oyuteradio.org. You can tune in. Our radio station at KU does about 15 hours a day of live music. You can listen to at KU.org, which you're obviously doing. And the promos, uh, our Twitters. Oh, Mr. Underscore Bloom is me, or at Johnny McKeon. Tell him he's got a nice lumpy head, and uh, he'll reward you with a... A follow. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw a follow out your way. I'll follow you for that. You can poke me. You can poke me on Twitter, which is really impressive because I don't know how to do that. But, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. but uh, other than that, it's been good hearing from me. If you guys want to weigh in on this short versus tall debate, please just, just don't. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Right, hang up, Johnny. <laughs> Live from the penthouse studios of WWHTZ, the flamethrower. It's a nearly famous, highly outrageous, but never ever contagious. Geek Revolution Radio. Are you tired of commercials and grandpa's old radio? Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Everyone is a geek about something. Movies, music, sports, sharks, TV shows, comics, you name it, we're talking about it. Listen to Geek Revolution Radio every week at geekrevolutionradio.com or subscribe to our podcast feed in the iTunes store. And that is a scientific fact! Uh-huh. Geek Revolution Radio! A proud member of the Bobo Broadcast Network. Matt Money Smith here from the Petros and Money Show saying a big what up Utes to all of you listening right now on KUTE Radio.
Good. <laughs> oh, are we recording? No, I don't believe you. Hey, this is Curtis Ray, your wacky weatherman for ABC4 News. You're listening to KU Radio. Johnny McKeon with me in studio, Sasha Bloom. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> Sasha's Twitter is at Mr. Underscore Bloom. And seriously, you guys need to follow him. He's starting to catch up with me, and it's starting to get a little competitive. Yeah, I'm hedging on 100. So the next person that tweets me in the next hour, I don't know, I'll give you a hug, body nice. rub, whatever you need. Uh, why does it have to be touching? <laughs> why, do all, why are all of the options touching? <laughs> <laughs> Not even a handshake. Full embraces. Ooh. This is handcuff, kid. <laughs> you can follow. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's M C K E O N. And um, you can also hit me up on Facebook if you'd like to do that. I'm on Facebook at, at Johnny McKeon as well. And also you can hit up the show on Facebook at All Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Hooray. Sasha Blue. Check out the website because I've started posting fun little things I come across on the internet. It's your one-stop shop for entertainment. It's Ooh. old Ute Radio. Sasha, your hand is raised. Yes, sir. Which is weird because this is radio. <laughs> <laughs> How is your website going? Have you uh, making any progress? I've done nothing with it yet. Right. I'll probably link it to my WordPress, and then I'm looking. Well, can't you WordPress into your 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have a WordPress blog. I just never uplo- update it. Um, mm-hmm. I've just been slammed so much lately. Like, I haven't had really much time to focus on it. With the move and everything, mm-hmm. like, once the move is done, hopefully, like, October, like, early October, I can get the website up and going. What did it cost get, you? Uh, it cost me two bucks, but I'm going to buy... So, before you guys poach it, I'm going to buy an <laughs> old Ute radio next. I get paid on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'll have some money. I can afford to buy it then. Yes, I have a graphic designer working on our oh, logo cool. for us. Cool. Uh, you can hit her up on Twitter if you hold on and let me pull it up. Yeah. But so we have a team. Hold on while I whip this out. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> me while I. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's from a movie. I'm not being weird. I promise. Oh, no, you're being weird. <laughs> so I have a good friend that I work with on campus, and she actually has a degree in graphic editing Ooh. outside of the degree she's working mm. on here at the U. And she's fantastic. Good. Her name is, you can find her at Sydney underscore Ashila. So S-Y-D-N-E-Y underscore A-S-H-E-L-A. And that's uh, Lori Swap. So little shout out to Lori. Yeah. What up, girl? <laughs> T- taking photos of me with my pants off <laughs> in our Montana trip. We actually watched that in class the other night. Me without my pants yes, on? Yes, sir. <laughs> Do you have footage? Uh, we have still pictures that we oh, made nice. into a slideshow. Oh, of me with no pants <laughs> on. That's great. It's funny, Did, sir. Tell me about it. So, t- wait, wait, wait. Tell me what happened. About you falling in yeah, a canoe? with no pants. Yeah. <laughs> you made a slideshow out of it yeah. in class? Well, I did it in my extracurricular time. Oh, nice. But there's about five or six photos of you. And then we put them on a little collage and... Because oh. I was always talking about it. Yeah. Because anytime class would get stiff at, or we were looking for something to put in our documentary, yeah. i go... What about Johnny with his pants off? There's yeah. no better transition than that. Yeah. You know? It, well, it adds climax. <laughs> it's drama. It's intrigue. It's a little bit of skin. You know? It's tantalizing. <laughs> you know? It's nice. It's yes, nice. It's, it's always a good time when my pants are off. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> speaking of sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um... Did you see the Chiefs-Eagles game, man? Oh, football is so not even in my sphere right yeah. now. I got uh, – excuse me. The Oakland A's mm-hmm. won the West, going to the playoffs, second year in a row, where you have over $250 million payroll by uh, mm-hmm. the Angels. No, I, I'm I'm not watching football till the A's win the World Series. So this is this is pretty crazy. Well, yeah. I don't really have anything to say about baseball, so I was just gonna move <laughs> no, on. No, sure, I'm but just floating. Yeah, I just I don't know anything about baseball. Because the Phillies whatever. suck, the Braves suck. I'd love it if the A's and Braves went to the playoffs, so that Will and I could go and like watch every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check this out. Yep. Um So I play fantasy football. Hooray! And. <laughs> 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 Go ahead. Um, I had an option. I had to choose between starting Vic or starting Colin Kaepernick. Go with the dog killer. And it was against the Chiefs, and it was against his former head coach, mm-hmm. Andy Reid. And I had, like, real, like... Oh, you blew that, didn't you? I really didn't want to do it. Yeah. But then I saw that Kaepernick <laughs> was been a little shaky, and Vic's kind of hot right now. So I played Vic. <laughs> of course you did. And he didn't do that great. No. Would he get sacked seven times or something Yeah, like it's that? just he didn't score that many points. And I bet I also started LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, he didn't do much. Deshaun Jackson. 
<laughs> and I sat our tight end, um, uh, uh, Brent Selleck. He's the tight end for the Eagles. I sat. I'm an Eagles fan, in case you didn't know. And um, so we're we're playing. Um, uh, I'm in fantasy football. So the lineup. Do you want to hear like what the I was going against? So, so well, I, I want to know what the name of your team is first. The cheeky delinquents. The cheeky delinquents. Yep. Why? <laughs> just that's that I, that's a odd one. Why cheeky? Because they are cheeky. Because that's what a cheeky delinquent is. A delinquent's cheeky. Oh. Like it's you know like like snide. Like uh, always got to come back. That's what cheeky means. So I'm. Cheeky. I've been. I've yeah yeah. You're a little cheeky. <laughs> a little cheeky. A little cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> is there I, a hip hop guy named Cheeky? No. Probably cheeky, cheeky boy, handcuff, I bet or something. Yeah. Cheeky handcuffs. Cheeky handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's I put the name into one of those like name generators and it popped up. So I'm like, I'm gonna go with this. And nice. um, so my opponent, Captain, I, I can't say is Captain F word. Um, <laughs> is he, there an ER at the end of that? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's four. It's four letters. Just, I almost said four digits. Oh. <laughs> um. So so his lineup was for quarterback. I'm just gonna do my lineup opposed to his. So for quarterbacks, I started Michael Vick. He started Russell Wilson, the Seahawks quarterback. He started. I started LaShawn McCoy. He started Adrian Peterson. Oh, so you lost. I started Reggie Bush. <laughs> he didn't he play. He started C.J. Spiller. Did Reggie Bush play? No, yeah. and I forgot to change that. <laughs> I was going to call you, but I knew you were at work. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have time. You. I completely forgot. <laughs> Calvin Johnson versus Marquez Colston. Oh, Deshaun Jackson versus Mike Williams. Hakeem Nix versus Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. Jared Cook uh, versus Julius Thomas, Eagles versus Bengals, and kickers Matt Prater versus Phil Dawson. How's that working out for you, sir? I won <laughs> by a point. You won? By a point. How did you win? I'm number one in the league right now, You're and I'm awful. undefeated 3-0. and You're awful. 3-0. I'm no. the last person undefeated in the league. Oh, you don't have team leather balls there. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I w- did. Uh, Keith, the chai DJ, did he? Is he in your fantasy no. group? Are there late additions? Or are they all closed? It's up? all closed up. It's we're good to go. How many are in your league? We did the draft back when we were working uh, in Montana. Like they had to draft for me while I was in Montana. Oh, yeah. It's a ten guy. It's a ten 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 guy team. How much do you pay? Twenty bucks each. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm 3 and 0. Well, I hope you lose. I won by 1 point. <laughs> I thought I lost, and I won by 1 point. 1 90 to 89. So how many more weeks of this do we have to listen to this? Uh, 8 more weeks. Okay. Oh, speaking of, I wasn't on the Red Zone show on Tuesday. You weren't? I was not because I usually do like the last 40 minutes. Oh. Uh DJ Felicia and I go in there and make fun of Matt mm. and talk a little baseball and stuff. Nice. But uh, we're going to be putting together a little KU uh, Major League Baseball tournament bracket together. Hmm. So you should, even though you hate baseball. It's not that I hate it. I just know nothing about it. Like, where is the base? Where is the ball? (laughs) (laughs) What exactly are the bat boys, draft picks? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Well, we're going to pair you up then with our new recruit who's here, you know, in our last hour of our show. Mm -hmm. And so, but we really need full teammate participation in this to make it fun because I plan on winning it. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I guess I could give it a shot. You should. I guess I could. I could try. It's imperative. So, I mean, what did you think of the BYU-U of U game? (laughs) You got to to work that game, didn't you? 
<laughs> Let's just say. Speaking of beard news, <laughs> I, I don't want to go too deep into it because you don't got to let you don't, you don't got to pull back the whole curtain. <laughs> just 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 give us a taste. Give us a taste, Sasha. So, I noticed that the cops were very interested in me uh, driving in Provo. I had a cop follow me for a good twenty minutes. Nice. And I don't drive a gangster car. Like no, the car's no, not it's thug. it's just a van with blacked out windows, <laughs> <laughs> blood stains. <laughs> it says, "I will find you." <laughs> or, no, I have found you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so I found out that you can't work on their campus with a beard. You can't work at all. Well, they so I got approached, and they said. We would really appreciate it if you were not on the field because your beard. We can't enforce it, but we would really appreciate it if you would respect our privacy how, and policies. How, how far into the game was this? Before it started. Oh, <laughs> that's even worse. So we don't even want you to be seen. <laughs> First day on the job. Wow. <laughs> your beard sucks. Did, did you think about shaving it while they were no. there? No. No, because I talked to my owner because I was... Not my, my Your owner? owner? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Freudian slip. There's a flirtation. That's something to bring up on... What is your show called? Yeah. Mind Over Matter? I, don't, I can't always forget the Fill name. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. There With you go. DJ Philasia. Yeah, the, that's a Freudian slip. <laughs> the biggest talent in this state. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my owner. <laughs> so I was talking to the boss because it was literally like my first hour and a half on their payroll, not an easy gig to get. Mm-hmm. Kind of had to beg for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I go, I'm so sorry. Like, what do I do? Should you I? said sorry for having a beard. That's not your fault. Well, no, I just because like a uh, police officer talked to me. Yeah. It wasn't even like a grounds crew. Bad hired muscle. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and he goes, "Don't worry about it, kid. We'll take care of you." And he goes, but if you want to work a BYU game or come to campus, I guess you're going to have to cut your beard and grow a mustache. And I go, yeah. this world does not want Sasha you with a mustache. Get, <laughs> no, <ew>. <laughs> <laughs> this world hardly has room for Sasha. <laughs> Just kidding. But um, no, you could get a medical note from your doctor. <laughs> oh, I could have brought up a lot of things. I could have brought up your the religion? fact that, yeah, it's yeah. An, an orthodox jury. It's uh, a... Yeah. Especially for a man with a child, it's perfectly acceptable. I could have oh, brought. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. is that a real thing? Like yeah, a man with a child can have a beard. Well, that's you're not supposed to have one until you have a child. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. That's why Muslim men usually have beards when they get married, yeah. or mustaches when they get married, and beards, beards when, when they have kids. Yeah. And then <laughs> I could have brought up the fact that they uh, baptized my great grandfather when he was dead, and how my family had a huge settlement Just to with the cop. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> just this one cop, this one rent a cop that's hey, like, come on, man, move it along. I just want a platform to rent. It doesn't have to have a microphone in front. <laughs> you start holding the American flag. Yeah. But uh, no, I didn't get it. looked like the kids were competitive. It looked like BYU has no talent. Looks like the U uh, linebackers aren't great. Their cornerbacks are suspect. Running game is weak. Uh, impressed by their quarterback and his determinism. Taysom um, Hill. Uh, no, not theirs. BYU or ours? Ours. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, Taysom Hill shouldn't be in Division One football. I think they just need – he's like Tebow. You just got to give him some room to develop. 
<laughs> I think he's Tebow. a 22-year-old freshman. Yeah, he's out of his prime. No. Yeah, for no, yeah. he's out of his prime to enter the NFL. He's not out of his prime to play college football. Oh yeah, there's a difference. He so you can still play at this level. My completion rate this year is almost better than his. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if you leave the seat up. Hey, <laughs> Quit it, funny guy. <laughs> Keep jokes We're here the- all day. <laughs>, Laughs. Um. So yeah, how do you think uh, the U did? Or is the U ready for conference play? Is the U ready to be part of the Pac-12? Oh no, 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 no. Do you? Well, I don't know. The Pac-12 South is ferocious. Mm-hmm. Uh. USC barely beat Utah State. I know, right? Did you watch that? Literally, yeah. I watched a little bit what I could. Yeah. How did Utah State? Because that was Evenly, a big they, they played very well against them. Uh-huh. They just needed to they just needed to throw more deeper passes, really. Like, they didn't go deep on them. They kept trying to do sideline to sideline. And you can't really do that against USC. Like, you got to go deep. But they couldn't go deep on them. Hmm. But, I mean, yeah, they put up an impressive effort. I know Arizona State's not very good. Colorado's atrocious. UCLA, I haven't seen. I think we play them this week. We play them, yeah. Or, or it's a bye this week, yeah. Next week, yep. yeah. Because I think I'm working. Uh, hopefully, I'm working that yeah. game. That's the first Pac-12 game on campus outside of women's volleyball, and I think they did one soccer game. Oh, and we talk about all this on uh, this new sports show I get to work on on ABC. It's called Real Sports Live. It's on ABC Four. It's at ten thirty. It's a great little show. It goes from 10.30 to 11.30. Hey, I get to prompt on it. It's if really you're cool. going to be plugging that, you need to have Wesley Ruff follow me back on Twitter. Okay. I'll see what he could do. He's a good man. I like that guy. But it's really cool because we have a lot of Ute players. Like we had on... Um, well, the great connection. You yeah. have uh, the voice of the U's, Bill Riley yep. on. You have Wesley Ruff. Yes, he's Brian Dunseth. Dunseth. He's the, the soccer commentator. Used to be a pro uh, soccer player. He's on that show? Yeah. He reads the tweets. Why aren't you doing that? Well, because I You're work funnier. Compta. You can't do both? No. Why? Because I'm not on that line. You got yet. two hands, dummy. I, I can't prompt and tweet at the same time. That's an awful suck. You got a big dumb foot. You can't tweet with your toe. Yeah, I could. I could. You toe tweeter. It's a cool show. I like working on it. But we had on Trevor Riley, Drez Anderson. I got to meet them. They're all really cool guys. Why aren't they following you on Twitter? I think they are, aren't they? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't check Twitter like the way you do. Yeah. You check Twitter the way normal people check Facebook, <laughs> which means you check Twitter way too much. Well, <laughs> I'm addicted to it, and I'm trying to figure it out. See, my new thing is I want to get into the Chinese market yeah. because... <laughs> what to buy <laughs> the Twitter market because they're up at different times a day. Yeah, true. So you have a whole different audience. What well, about you're neglecting then the Australian audience and the British audience? And uh, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Twitter followers, people just beg, just bother <laughs> Sasha to get a Facebook account. Seriously, uh, let's get this going. Let's make it happen. I was going to do that on Saturday uh, or Sunday. And then uh, my roommate has m- moved out that week, so yeah. I was having to help him move. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy weekend. I haven't had time to do anything. Mm-hmm. I did get to go to the movies, though. What did you see? Insidious Chapter 2. What is that about? It sounds uh, like it's an awful movie. It, it didn't do well in the uh, ratings, but it did well at the box office. The first one's amazing and super scary. It's got a bad title. Yeah. Uh, the first movie was super scary. It's about possession. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like people that astral project, they leave their body and like ghosts can take over your body. Oh, God. What? <laughs> That's the movie. I didn't write it. And the sequel kind of took, it's more, uh, more of that. And it's just, it was okay. It was okay. What a fantastic sports break we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little bit all over the place today. Why not? Uh, why not? It's um, supposed to snow today. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the snow. I thought you liked cold weather. No, I don't. I'm not made for the cold. Do you not remember? Last week you... S- oh, my goodness. Last week you said that you were excited that it was cold. I'm excited for it to cool down. I don't want it to be cold. <laughs> There's a difference. Oh, yeah. You hate the snow. I hate the snow. <laughs> I, I hate it with a passion. I'm not happy about the snow. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so miserable. You look like you love the snow. You look like you live in the snow. Well, my beard grows in the winter. Yeah. It goes dormant in the spring and summer. Does it really? <laughs> How often do you trim your beard? I need to trim it really badly right now. You're looking now. like ZZ Top, man. I know. It's getting bad. Like, what is? What do you look for in trimming? Do you go like... Or do you kind of oh, like... Oh, I have a lady do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Jonette. Nice. She's my haircut lady. Your, your hairdresser, you mean? Dude, I can't. I can't. Hairdresser? <laughs> do you go to a salon? I go to her house, but she works at a salon. Okay. There's but nothing wrong with having a hairdresser, Sasha. She's awesome. Yeah. She's uh, she's really talented, and she's funny, and she's kind to me, and um, she's the first person I've found in Utah that can actually cut my hair. Yeah, it's tough. Because I don't have, you know, Mormon white boy hair, so mm-hmm. I have curly hair, and it's coarser and it's red and it's awesome and let's go to break yeah (laughs) Yeah. let's go to break and we'll come back with the news yeah we're pumped about that i'm abc4 chief meteorologist jim kosick while you are not there's still good news in your future you're listening to ku
and welcome back to Old Ute Radio. I'm Johnny McKeon. With me, my friend and yours, Sasha Bloom. <laughs> Sasha. You can follow him on Twitter at <laughs> Mr. Underscore Bloom. Oh, I feel like I'm in studio with a toddler. <laughs> you can uh, follow me on uh, Twitter at Johnny McKeon. That's M-C-K-E-O-N. Yes, sir. You can also follow, check us out on Facebook at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Check it out because I post really funny, interesting, thought-provoking things. Where? On that Facebook page. Oh. I just share articles, videos, <laughs> things I find fun. Nice. Little little moments of entertainment, distractions from the daily life, <laughs> if you will. I like it. <laughs> and you can always email us at oldutradio at gmail.com. Whoever keeps signing me up for spam, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> Keep I, doing it, people. I get so much spam through that email account. Please stop it. I've it's been getting a lot me. of spam in Twitter. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitter's full of spam. <laughs> it's full of it. Like a, this one girl that works at KU, I got like this fat burning, like, oh, use this to lose weight. So I sent her a tweet. I was like, if you want to just call me fat, you know, you can call me fat. You don't have to send me like subversive messages. She goes, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't do it. On, I didn't do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so it's about news time, good sir. Yeah. <laughs> so it's winter time. We have inversions coming. <gasps> inversions. I forgot all about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh. We got a lot of political debate going on with uh, clean air coming up. You just ruined my night. Why? I forgot all about inversions. <laughs> no, Dang. you didn't. Yeah, I did. I really did. Leave me alone. And welcome back. <laughs> I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> clean air groups challenge Kennecott expansion by Dan Bamis. A hearing is underway this afternoon in federal court on a challenge to Kennecott's plan to expand its Bingham Canyon copper mine. Representatives from Utah Moms for Clean Air, Wild Earth Guardians, the Sierra Club, and Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment all say Kennecott can't move ahead with this expansion without approval from the Environmental Protection Agency. Dr. Brian Monick says that needed even though the Utah Division of Air Quality has already signed off it. Kennecott is moving more earth than they're allowed, Monick tells KUER. The more earth they move, the more pollution they emit. So mm. it's a very important battle, if you will, for people who think that pollution in the valley needs to be reduced. If we're going to make any progress in that regard, we cannot allow our biggest polluters to expand. That's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. Wow. So Dan Bombas wrote this. Dan Bombas. Lovely Dan Bombas. When you go to KUER, you can hear his great voice even discuss it. His voice sounds like tobacco mixed with, like, seat leather. What? It's like a hickory, rich, beautiful See, voice. See, I was going to say it has the booming voice of God behind it. Not a... <laughs> Not a rich experience. He's got a great voice. He's got an amazing voice. <laughs> hickory and leather and, <laughs> and, and smoke and tobacco <laughs> smells amazing. You don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever been in a cigar store room? What are you, or? a wine drinker? Oh, please. <laughs> Sounds like a label off a wine <laughs> bottle. <laughs> Out of a... S- <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, more news from uh, Team Killer, Team Murder. What is Team... Oh, yeah, Team Murder. Keep going. Who 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 is that? It's the, the you're talking about the group of uh, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's guards go on trial, by Gail Fee from the Inside Track. Three bodyguards who opened fire on paparazzi at Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen's 2009 Costa Rican wedding went on trial for attempted murder this week. 
A report by the country's Organismo de Investigano Judicial said that Agency Francais Press shutterbugs Yuri Cortez and Roland Aviles were on public property when security guards Alexander Rivas, Manuel Valerdi, and Miguel Solis forced them back on private property and demanded their cameras and film. When the photogs refused and attempted to leave the scene, one of the guards fired his weapon at their vehicle, shattering the windshield, and ricochet nearly hit Cortez. Whoa. According to the... Have you ever heard about this report? No. Right? Yeah. I found it out of the Boston Globe. Whoa. I had, I had no idea that Tom Brady had ordered his people to shoot photogs. Crazy. Who's the real thug in that team? Wow. <laughs> so keep going, keep going. That's about all the story. Neither photographer was injured. The security guards have elected not to testify at the trial. And this is from a 2009 shooting, many years before Alex Fernandez was yeah, a shooter. Aaron, yeah. Did I say Alex? Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't authorize it. Maybe the uh, bodyguard took it a little too far, you know? It's just a guy shooting it's pictures, weird. trying to feed his kids. Yeah, it's weird. Well, you know, paparazzi and photos. Because you have experience with this. Yeah. Wait, what specifically you mean? Hoarding off paparazzi. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. No? No, I mean, yeah, I've dealt with, like, like, I've had to work security before, and I've bounced and stuff. But I've never had to, like... Shoot at a paparazzi. <laughs> I don't have that kind of experience. I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I had the wrong impression there. <laughs> Is this the Q and A you were talking about? <laughs> no. So I found because it was kind of a slow news article, unless we wanted to talk about the Kenya Mall shooting. Oh no. Or if, you know the earthquakes in Pakistan. Uh, the president kind of said some neat things yesterday at the UN meetings. Um, but it was still politic as general, war, uh, militarism, the industrial machine. Mm-hmm. Well, we'd stay away from it. So this is an article that kind of scares me a lot and says the science, here's the lead or the header. The science, science author Clive Thomas does not think tech is ruining your mind by Nick Bilton. Count Clive Thompson is someone who does not believe Google is doling our ability to memorize things. Mr. Thompson is a science and technology writer who wrote the book Smarter Than You Think, How Technology is Changing Our Minds for the Better. He is also an occasional contributor to the New York Times. For, uh, this is a New York Times column from Mm -hmm. their webpage, so it is what it is. Following is an edited interview, Smarter Than You Think, How Technology is Changing Our Minds for the Better by Clive Thompson. Do you really think technology is making us smarter? Uh, here's his answer. Yes, I do. I think basically we're able to think more socially. This is something about the ability to externalize our thoughts and compare them with other people in a public way that is really transformative for the average person. Hmm. So this is kind of where he's going. Uh, you talk a lot about memory in your book. Um, are we augmenting our memories with computers or are we replacing them? I would say that we are augmenting them. When I started the book, I was generally worried that I was losing my memory to Google. But the more I studied the way we, that everyday memory works, the more I realized how much we already rely on outside sources, yeah. books, post-its, etc. but also other people to remember things. We are social thinkers. We are also social rememberers. We use our coworkers, our partners, our friends to help us retrieve the details about things that better our society. You, you agree with that idea? Yeah. yeah. So he's, that doesn't bother you? 
that were social thinkers, that were social rememberers. You believe that? It's kind of a weird one. I, I never thought about it like that. And I, I'm thinking about it, exactly. Like, I could agree with it. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see this. Okay, here's another question from the Q&A. You've written a lot about ambient awareness. What does that actually mean? Ambient awareness is the experience of knowing what's going on in the lives of other people what they're thinking about, what they're doing, and what they're looking at by paying attention to the small stray status messages that people are putting online. We are now able to switch together these fantastic details and mental maps of what is going on in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's kind of almost seems like a big brother idea to me. Sounds like Facebook. (laughs) Sounds like Facebook by mapping and channeling. Have you? So I'm really new to this uh, microblogging stuff. Microblogging, you well, are that, new to it. No one calls it that. But well, that's, that's exactly what you call. What it is. That's what you call Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Twitter's a microblog. Yeah, uh, Facebook is not. Do you? Is that how you follow your friends' activities? Is just by the pictures and patterns and all that stuff that they're doing? Yeah, definitely. I follow. I, I know. I catch up on my friends through Facebook more than any other way. Like I, I talk to more people on Facebook than I do on the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, most definitely. Okay. Here's, so, yeah, I would say that. Here's where it kind of gets interesting. I'm going to skip a couple of questions ahead. Okay. You're married to Emily Newsbaum. She's a te- the television critic for The New Yorker. Is your house just a series of blaring screens, iPads, and smartphones? Here's his answer. Probably no more than other families. No. The one thing that might be a little different in that Emily and I are really avid communicators via text messaging and instant messenger. Mm -hmm. So there are times I might be working upstairs and she's downstairs and I'll strike up an instant messenger conversation with her because she's watching TV and we'll just carry on that conversation for a couple of hours. Yeah. I've done that with Sarah. Sarah's on her laptop, I'm on mine, and I've sent her little IMs and stuff. Sitting right next to each other? Yeah. Well, no, not next to each other. In the same house? In another room, yeah. I've done it in that's a house. healthy thing for a relationship. I, I think any communication is healthy. It doesn't matter the medium. As long as you're talking to each other, that's what really matters, you know? Do you think that's weird that he'd be up in his office, she'd be downstairs, and they're texting? No, it's convenient. You wouldn't want to go downstairs and give your lady a beautiful kiss and rub her feet and, and whisper sweet nothings and pick her up in your arms and take her to the bedroom and I, say hello? It's not an either or. It's both. Uh. I do both. I don't know how you know my <laughs> nightly rituals. Hey, there's cameras everywhere. Good sir. <laughs> Big brother's watching. I knew I butt dialed you that one time. <laughs> Big beard is watching. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds perfectly normal. Communication is communication. It doesn't matter how it gets done as long as it gets done. I think that's really strange. Tell me tell me about that. Why do you think that's so strange? Because when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, we didn't have text messaging. We'd I think I cell phones really didn't start becoming affordable for everybody until like I was a senior or junior, 98, 90, right, 97, 98. And so, yeah, when we were, when I would be hanging out with a girl, you know, when I was younger or even now, I'd rather sit next to him on the couch or sit in chairs next to him and talk to them and interact with them and uh, stare at them and make them... Uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, like take up all of their (laughs) physical space. Yeah. Um, I know that when I was in high school. It seems shallow to me. Yeah, when I was in high school, I knew to call a girl. I knew the difference between texting a girl and calling a girl. If I wanted to, like, court a girl, you know, go after, get a girl, whatever, however, Uh whatever, you know, 
I would call the girl, not text her. Mm-hmm. Because calling a girl means that she is occupied by me. Because when you text, I text multiple people all the time. I know. I often get your mistaken messages. Yeah, all the time. Yes. <laughs> You've seen too many photos of certain things. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm trying to go blind, sir. <laughs> That's why you stick to Twitter. <laughs> it's like one more layer. <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew that if I, did, if I was texting a girl, she'd be texting someone else as well. Uh-huh. It's just that the odds would be like most likely. So I would always call a girl just to make sure I had her attention. So, yeah. Do you think that it's healthy for human beings? Because... Earlier in his Q&A, he was talking about how we're all socially, you know, basically building each other up and keeping our, ourselves in order and in gear, which is obvious. Don't you think that communication's a major factor in that? Yeah. But it's... I don't, verbal to verbal communication. You mean verbal? Yeah. Um, I don't think verbal communication is as important as it used to be. I don't. Huh. I think most people prefer not to verbally contact each other. I've noticed that in the last couple of years that I don't talk on the phone nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to talk on the phone all the time. Yep. Hmm. And then, so another Q&A has got, you talk about tip of the tongue syndrome in your book. What is that? How is it affected by technology? That's a good question. Tip of the tongue syndrome is when people almost remember something but need a computer or someone else to help them find it. The problem is our brains have always been terrible at remembering details. They were like that way before the internet came along. We're very good at remembering meaning, but we constantly mess up the details. One of the ways we've always resolved tip of the tongue was by using other people. Now we have machines that help us resolve tip of the tongue. This is getting weird. I wonder if that isn't I don't believe that. I don't. I think I might believe it with the English language mm-hmm. and the way people think in English. But I know that there's many, many uh, languages that are very detail-oriented. I know there's very many cultures in this world and people that are detail-oriented. Well, you're bilingual. What do you think about it with the other language that you speak? You well, know? Hebrew is a much more back of the tongue kind of thing <laughs> well, it is a, a lot there's a lot of guttural sounds yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm just trying to meet you halfway <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> i just don't understand i, I guess he makes total sense yeah. I, mean, I think that's what's screwing me up is yeah. i want to you want to poke holes in it but yeah and i don't understand it Okay, well, here's yeah, go if ahead. If you were tapped into Facebook, you would realize like for how much you tweet to people, you could have full on conversations with them on Facebook. But see, that's a problem for me because I take my writing very seriously and I don't like casual writing because mm-hmm. it's sloppy, it's not mechanically proper. And so I think that would I think it I don't have time for that. Mm. Like if I'm gonna write you something, I'm gonna take twenty minutes and write you something. Well, you know, I try to write, you know, as the best I can while, like, shooting these little emails. I think it's just – I've never thought of it that way. I've never thought of – because I, I do take my time in an email, like, especially if I'm emailing someone important, like, yeah. say, a guest to the show or something. Like, I'll always, you know. But, like, yeah, I do a lot of shorthand in Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to do that. No. I Like, I really respect writing, like – I have no idea why I'm in the writing business, because that's what my trade is. I'm not in it, but I take it very seriously, and I don't want to offend myself or hmm. 
you know, someone you to take a lot of things seriously. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I it's need just kind of who you are. Yeah. It just yeah. It seems weird to me that, like, when I read people that, like, Facebook or uh, Twitter really pisses me off is, like, when they use the number two instead of the word two. Yeah, but that saves you one character. Hey, write better. <laughs> <laughs> Send seven tweets. <laughs> Josh Whedon writes great tweets. Josh Whedon. Josh Whedon, the guy who does uh, Avengers and Buffy Vampire. Yeah, but see, he won't follow me back on Twitter, so no, I can't of course follow not. him. So <laughs> he wouldn't follow, I wouldn't follow you if I was Josh Whedon. <laughs> Screw Josh Whedon. <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love that show. Great show. That show is like, I grew up watching that show. Oh. Ugh. My Little Pony too. Uh, no, no, it's never <laughs> in the My Little Pony. <laughs> well, I used to watch Small Wonder. So, so is there any more with this article? Yeah, one more, one yeah, more question. Let me hear it. This, this is good. You're very bullish on technology. So, if you could only take one piece of technology with you on a deserted island, what would it be? What's bullish mean? B u l l i s h. Bullish. Bullish. bullish? You're very bullish on technology. Uh, hmm. yeah. well, what? What would you take? I would probably take an e-reader loaded with a gazillion books, making the assumption that it has solar rays so I can power that e-reader. I am frankly really excited that modern technology has allowed us to read so many books in the ways it does now. That was the dream of H.G. Wells and other science fiction writers, that all of knowledge could exist on a single device which, is now, which it does now. But if I, could bring, if I couldn't bring electronics with me to my desert island, I'd probably be bring penicillin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Were you confused or you just didn't know how to say it? <laughs> Were you thinking it was some kind of like penicillin? I Does Apple make that? I saw the first four <laughs> letters and I was like, what am I reading here? Pencil? <laughs> P-N-I. Yeah. yeah. Peeny. <laughs> Hello, Peeny. That's awesome. <laughs> E-reader loaded with a gazillion books. Couldn't you have a book that taught you how to make penicillin in the e-reader? Yeah, you could. Uh, can you? Penicillin comes from fungus, right? Mold. That's mold. Yeah, yeah it's from so. a vitamin C compound, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't like reading books on the internet. I don't like reading on the internet. I don't like. I can do it with the iPhone because. So you know how people read, right? Mm-hmm. In English, we read uh, left, left or right. right. On a computer tablet, you read in a diagonal line. Yeah. That's why it it's funny to me that they say that print is dying, a dying industry, because most people can't read more than two paragraphs on the Internet before they go, oh, i got to go somewhere else, because you're actually not reading. You, the computer pixelation doesn't allow you to read the way humans are taught to read. Yeah, um, yeah you know, Sarah and I get into this all the time, because I'm an avid reader, so... With she, book. Yeah, book. That's what I was going to say. She gets pissed at me because I like hard copy books. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of ebooks. Like, a lot, I have like 30 gigs of ebooks. Uh-huh. And I read them. But my experience, because I, I still read a lot, I read a lot of ebooks as well. Like, I'm not mutually exclusive. I'll, I'll take information anywhere I can get it. But I do notice that I enjoy reading books more than I enjoy reading online. Because, like, I, I like being able to bend the book. The smell of the book. Yeah, I like being able to write on it and uh-huh. like cross stuff out of it. Oh, like, no, you know? you're one of those people that marks books. Oh, all the time. All my books are marked up. See? The, 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 the scribblings of a lunatic are <laughs> all over my books, yeah. See, I grew up in that Orthodox Hebrew thing where I just read Talmud and Torah and you didn't dare write oh, it. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a holy. <laughs> those are holy books. It's like at, when I was in Hebrew classes at the U, it's like all these Mormon people would be writing on the Torah and stuff, and I'd be like, 
what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, why aren't you bursting into flames? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a ca- bottle of gasoline. <laughs> you heathen. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but very interesting. I thought that was a neat little Q&A, again, yeah. that, that uh, is by Nick Bilton from the New York Times. I, I think it's kind of weird interviewing your colleagues in a newspaper, though. Yeah, it is. I thought that was weird, especially when he's plugging a book. Yeah. Um, yep. That was an awesome news hour, Sasha. That was really cool. Um, those we, are some good articles, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to have comedian Greg Kite on the phone. He's headlining uh, Wise Guys Ogden. Okay. And uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKeon, M C K E O N. Sasha, you're at Mr. Underscore Bloom, B L U M E. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Old Ute Radio with Johnny McKeon and Sasha Bloom. Sounds good to me. I'm Jake Keenum, director of 12 Till Dusk, and you're listening to KU Radio. This is Keith Stubbs, comedian, entrepreneur, actor, and failed radio personality, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. What about sunrise? What about rain? What about all the things that you said we were to gain? What about killing fields? Is there a time? What about all the things that you said was yours and mine? Did you ever stop to notice all the blood we shed before? We're Consolidated International, and we might be looking for you. Are you one of those people who show up, punch in, pitch in, put out, clean up, punch out, head home, throw up, turn in, sack out, and shut up? That's what we need. People we can keep in line. We may have a place for you. Consolidated International. People making things so people have things to do things to other people with. And thinking up more things to do with the stuff we have. And now, an announcement from the National Apple Institute. Bears. Welcome back. 
So, bad news, guys. Bummer due, news. <laughs> due to unforeseen technical difficulties oh, no. that let's, we did let's, not let's, anticipate. Uh, let's uh, explain it for Will Hatton, who's probably listening. Our phone is broken. So yeah, the help. phone. The phone <laughs> is plugged into something. What it is, it, what it isn't plugged into is something that makes the phone work. It's plugged into something. I just don't know what it does. So, yeah, um, we were going to have the very funny, the very interesting Greg Kite on. He's a, a MBA, a licensed CPA. And he's a working comedian. He's worked as an accountant in both public practice and an industry. And he's a nine-year stand-up comic. Dude's been doing it nine years. He knows what's up. He's edgy and irreverent, and he won the Utah's Funniest Clean Comedian Competition. He was also a finalist in the Rocky Mountain Laugh-Off, and he's been accepted into the 2012 Laughing Skull Comedy Festival. Greg, is he's uh, headlining Wise Guys Ogden. September 27th and September 28th. Both are at 8 o'clock. Tickets are 10 bucks. The address for that is 269 Historic 25th Street, Ogden, Utah. I've been to the club. It's a nice club. I actually really like it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's nice. It's roomy. It's not quite as big as the West Valley Club, but uh, I think it's a little bit bigger than Trolley Square. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I seriously urge you guys, if you're in the Ogden area, all you Ogden listeners, O-Town, shout out. Guys, stop by, check it out. He also has a blog called uh, S- uh, Certified Public Agnostic. It's uh, cpagnostic.blogspot.com. And uh, he, uh, it's pretty cool. He combines you know, business, religion. It's interesting. Uh, he creates conversations. Definitely, guys, you should check it out. So, yeah, that, that, that bums me out that he couldn't be on because he's a really interesting dude, very smart. Uh, I've met him numerous times at the club. He's cool. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to have him on maybe in the next couple coming weeks. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. insist. We owe this guy. Yeah, we owe him. Yeah. And uh, we're going to figure out a way to make it right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, a whole new phone. Yeah. <laughs> That's my goal. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snapping Johnny. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> I am. Um, he likes to snap at me yeah. and bark orders to me, and <laughs> he's just abusive towards me. <laughs> uh, I should have been calling you my owner instead of uh, my workplace. <laughs> and now, for some reason, the phone, the computer doesn't work. <laughs> of course Great. not. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, while I was at the oh oh so. So uh, we at the K-Ute and All Ute Radio, we are going to be releasing a podcast from interviews collected at the Salt Lake Comedy Carnival. Uh, it was this last week. It was amazing. I was able to go. I didn't even talk about it. I should talk about it now that we're in the comedy section. Please. It was incredible. I had an amazing time. I was able to meet comics from different states with different perspectives, with different experiences. I was able to sit down and really talk to guys. I talked to a writer about how to get into the Writers Guild. Uh, I talked to a Portland comic about what's the difference between Portland and other states he's worked in. Mm-hmm. I talked to an alien. <laughs> there's a there's a, a comedian. He is the intergalactic alien warrior. Shout out. He uh, thanks for not infecting me and impregnating me. Uh, he's this amazing, cool dude. Like I got to meet all these talented people, and it was wonderful. I had a wonderful time, and I was able to record a lot of great interviews that you guys that will all be available to download as a separate podcast from the show. And uh, that will be available uh, in a couple of days. Yeah, I'm just waiting for payment from Johnny McKeon to do <laughs> the producing on that. So. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, while I was there, one of the interviews I collected was the sketch group called Glass Eye Dog. Now, Glass Eye Dog are these three guys, Michael Eccleston, uh, Jason Harvey, and Manuel Rodriguez. There are three very talented dudes, very funny comics. And uh, it's tough getting all three guys in a room together. 
It really is because uh, they, they work so much with their schedules. As, as you know, Sasha, we're very busy ourselves. So it was great to have this opportunity. I've been trying to get them for about a month, Sasha. Oh, I'm excited to hear it. I haven't yeah. heard this one yet. Yeah. And I know that that was something when, when we built our show about a month out, you were like, oh, we need to get these this yeah. group on yeah it's fun so you guys i'm about to play the interview uh we recorded it uh right outside the comedy club on the street so you'll be able to hear you know all the cool ambient noises <laughs> hooray johnny awesome sasha you ready uh it's on you sir yeah okay i know i'm just letting you know are you ready i'm pumped are you ready i got my kettlebells up are you ready <laughs> all right cool <laughs> oh boy we're having a four-way yeah, we are surrounding this microphone. It doesn't have a chance. Oh, God. So I'm here with uh, Glass Eye Dog, the local Salt Lake Comedy sketch group. Uh, what's up, guys? What's going on, dude? What's going on? So where can I find uh, your videos? Hey, are you in there? At uh, youtube.com backslash glass eye dog. There's no D. It's just an I. Not not eyed. Just yeah. an I. Like seeing eye, but dog. glass eye. Dog. So, like, if, if a seeing eye dog was bad at his job, All right, no depth perception to this seeing eye dog. You can also go to Facebook.com/slash Glass Eye Dog to see our stuff too. So, okay. and like our page on Facebook. Let's do some names and twitters real quick. Oh, uh. I'm Jason Harvey. Uh, my Twitter is at Jason underscore Harvey. Uh, I'm Michael Eccleston. My handle is at Mukas Tweets. It's M-U-K-A-S-T-W-E-E-T. Wait, hold on. What's, what is that? Mukas? Mukas, it's a nickname I've had since I was, like, oh, born, yeah. literally, so. I didn't know that. Yeah. Were you born in Mucus? Yeah. Yeah. Like all of us. Like all of us. We started out a little messy. <laughs> My dad was thinking of a name, and he was like, oh, he's covered in Mucus. Let's call him that. So let's see. Uh, my name, well, Manuel Rodriguez. But I don't have a Twitter because I am too cool for that stuff. Oh, wow. You can follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I'm the Instagram guy. Okay, what's that? <laughs> uh, Stay Golden 22. Stay Golden, huh? Yeah. Uh, are you an Outsiders fan? Nope. Never nope. even watched the movie or read the book. Everybody just told me. I just thought it was the thing black people said, so I thought <laughs> that's really what it came from. So, so tell me about how did I <laughs> thought it was a thing that black people you, said. You were just trying to be trendy on Instagram or? No, I just, that, dude, I've had that, I've had that like handle for so long or whatever you call it. Stay Golden like, Productions. Yeah, right? Stay Golden Productions is what I go under. Since you wanted black people to like you? Yeah, pretty much. Living, that was, I've had that for like almost like seven, eight years now and I've oh, wow. just been going with it. Is it mainly the golden part that black people like? No, Stay Golden. Stay Golden. It's the yeah. whole thing. Stay Golden. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's a saying. I don't it's, even have to do an interview. I, I can really <laughs> <look at> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's how it came about. So, how did all this get started? Well, uh, all of us are stand-up comedians, um, and we basically would see each other at open mics all the time, and we talked about doing sketches for a long time. And uh, you know, Jason approached me, you know, talking to me about ideas, and so did Michael. And considering that I do like film work and stuff, you know. They're like, hey, we could do this. And Michael does, too. He has Wandering Man Productions that he helps out with, which is pretty good. And uh, <laughs> It's all right. It's I all mean, right, I guess. That, <laughs> WNP is okay. They're, they're, they're all right. Um, but, you know, they, you know, they, uh, 
you know, I'm friends with those guys too. So, you know, with the with Charles, because you're you work with Charles. Charles. And um, yeah, just when when we were talking about it for so long, it was probably like what, like a year. Yeah. Talking about. Well, it. and we we started filming, and it was like what six to eight, something like six eight months maybe a before break. we actually started posted posting. anything. Yeah, it was about eight months, I would say. Before we posted the first thing we... Well, we it, didn't even post well, the first thing we filmed. Well, what so I think is funny, though, is when we got together that night, though, that first time when we were all just hanging out, and we're like, you know, we were talking about doing a sketch group for the longest time. I have my camera with me. Yeah. Let's just shoot something. Let's you do know? something now. And that's how it kind of started. We're like, dude, let's do this, like, every week if we can. And it gets and, a little harder now because we all just work a bunch, and Jason has, like... Uh, 12 dumb. kids. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> he well, so uh, angry. I, well, you have 12 kids and tell me you're not angry. Yeah. You're always angry at one of them. I actually only have one, but it's bad enough. Yeah. It's like 12. It's like 12. Yeah. yeah. And Franny. Yeah, I have a dog, a Shih Tzu, that's pretty, uh, She's she behaves. Worst, she behaves, yeah. but you know, you know. <laughs> She's kind of our new mascot now, now that... The original mascot is kind of gone. gone now. Yeah. We don't see it very what, often. What, the, the original glass eyed dog died? Ri- yeah, no, it's not dead. It's just, you know, Jason broke up with <laughs> with his girlfriend and she took the dog. She wouldn't let me have and, it. I mean, uh, it was hers in the beginning. I mean, she <laughs> broke up with Jason. That's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah. A lot more sad. I don't break up with people, dude. My <laughs> life is sad enough as is that I don't try to invite sadness into it. Other people just force this sadness yeah. into my life. So I would say Franny's our new mascot. For sure, I think she is. Well, and we, um, and now we are committed to doing like one a week. We release videos every Friday, so uh, I don't know. It gets harder though. It gets harder as the as the months keep going by. It's been getting harder. You know, our schedules don't match up like they used to. So we meet at like. 12 midnight and we're like guys we have like yeah. an hour midnight on Thursday night yeah. <laughs> midnight yeah. on Thursday night we're like okay Our we got an hour is usually like 2 o'clock though 2 yeah. in the morning yeah is when yeah. we're like we gotta cut it and sometimes I'll sleep over at Jason's cause I'm so tired by the time we're done you know, and we take, together we do multiple takes and I'm Long like distance. dude I can't <laughs> I don't know what I don't, yeah about. I don't even know either sorry uh, to so, kill the conversation uh, there. so so t- <laughs> So where do you get your sketch ideas from? And like, from how long does it take from sketch inception to production? Uh, it's weird. Some of them, uh, like, because I wanted to do like sketch stuff for like three or four years, like since I started doing stand up. But really, it was like I would talk to people about it, and they were like, "Yeah, that sounds cool," but nobody really wanted to jump on board and actually like do something and be productive. And that's what like Manuel and Michael have been all about like just getting like let's do it let's let's get this done and so some of the sketches I've written before that we've done and then some of them we all get together and we just start talking and then before long we've got some like some idea and it's like okay well let's let's work on this and so it's like kind of kind of like that or then every once in a while like Manuel's brought like I've got this idea or Michael's been like let's do this and or we just come up with we all kind of just come bring ideas to the table and then uh, keep writing on it. And then a lot of the magic happens while filming, where yeah. we're just like, what about this? Yeah. What yeah. if we did it like this? Or, oh, what if this happened? Yeah. And that's where there, a lot there of There is happens. definitely a lot of just kind of on-the-spot type of stuff that we shoot. We don't, we, we, we don't script it 
super hard you know we kind of keep everything pretty loose and uh it makes it i think to us funnier yeah we 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 have more fun with it because we're like not like stuck to this script or something you know and we, right. it doesn't it's feel as forced a, it's more of a concept and then we try to just uh like wing it and like we have a good like back and forth yeah with like, that's each the other thing. that's the biggest thing us three like we work together so well we've had people come in and like hang out and try to do it with us and it, it, once they go in there with us, it, it like, ruins the energy. It yeah. throws it off. Because a, a lot of the time, we kind of know where someone will go with something because we've yeah. been working together for, like, over a year now we've been doing yeah. this. And, and even stand-up, too. Even stand-up. We've been all, all friends for a long time. I've known Manuel three and a half, four yeah. years, pretty wow. much. And uh, so, like, j yeah, we just get each other. We know how to set each other up for something. And... Yeah. It, we just have a pretty good chemistry in the group, I think. Yeah, we just work. We just somehow, or it just all works together, and it all ends up working out. And that's like something that's really tough to find, I think, with with working with other people, you know. And that's what makes it really good and really fun to work with with both these dudes. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, do you guys ever like disagree on like where a sketch will go or where a joke is, or do you guys like nah. disagree about like, cutting stuff out? Or not nah, usually. We don't. No. Uh, we don't try. We try to not focus on that as much as like. I mean, when we're doing weekly videos, it's like you have to realize that it's all right. We've got pretty much like three minutes that we're shooting to do, and we can't get everything that we wanted in there. So certain things have to be cut out yeah, or. Right. Uh, a lot of the time someone's idea it's just like someone comes out with another idea we're all pretty open as far as how writing goes yeah. and we continue to just create it to be whatever the best like product it, we can be I guess and it always turns out weird and just, like just so weird like well, yeah. we we like we understand that we have a weird sense of humor but, like, I really like it, so <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and the thing of it is, not all of it's going to be gold, you know. We we don't think we're the funniest people out there. We just do what we think is funny. And when it comes to the editing thing, you know, me and Michael, we edit, we both edit, like, you know, uh, we have different editing styles. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's times where we'll shoot stuff that we all thought was funny during filming, but then when we get back to the, you know, cutting, cutting room floor... We realize eh, it doesn't work. Yeah, it, you know, so we have to figure out a different way to make it funny. Yeah, there's definitely there's been a, yeah, he did that with. Uh, Do you get it? Was a sketch that yeah. uh, was like a weird. It was just a very obscure concept, yeah. and it was funny to us. But then when he Manuel started editing it. Uh, he just like threw in some extra stuff and it made it made it hilarious. The first time I watched it, he was like, "Hey, the video's up." I watched it on my phone and I just like laughed my behind behind off. off. Yeah, Derriere. You know, so yeah, that's that's where it comes in. You know, into play where you know I'll call Jason and be like, "Dude, this isn't working out. Like this this part isn't funny. I got it. Like I've called you before. You know, being like, "Dude, this doesn't work." So I got to think of something else, or I'll get his input on whatever he thinks I should do, or Michael too. Try and a lot of the time it's like we just have to recut it too. Yeah, that works. Like we yeah. filmed all of that, and that that this will work. Like so, yeah. somehow we got it to work, and somehow they always end up working. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the thing. They never they never been like, dude, we got to film again. We got to do it again. It just always ends up working. And we've had two sketches that we didn't publish 
and both both of those sketches were with other people that we brought in and just the chemistry wasn't there and it was just yeah. like we decided like originally we were like oh let's bring other people into the mix and um like involve the rest of the community but it really does throw off and like we decided to do like whenever we need a girl role we're just gonna cross dress instead of yeah. bringing in a girl to play it it's just like easier yeah. to, to just and throw always, on a and wig I, I've always been against that because I always feel like it's kind of like falling on like British humor where they right. usually do that and I'd never like uh, what's that what was that British show that had like where pretty much all the guy characters Monty were like Python. well Monty Python and then there was another one too it wasn't Strangers of Candy it was um, I can't think what it's called but Kids in the Hall Kids in the Hall British Canadian same thing it's still a disgusting other country yeah. that America should attack uh, right yeah, yeah. we're I all mean, for it right I'm not a big fan of South America but anyway <laughs> uh, that's the thing is like I've always been against that you know but you're right when we have to throw in somebody else I'm scared it's gonna ruin the energy and so I'm like you know what I have to be okay with this and it, <laughs> just it works throw on a wig <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think it's hilarious yeah, I'm, I'm not, a huge I'm, fan of honestly it. Not, text never, after midnight too where we all are cross-dressed I think it's so funny and I we think filmed it's that really right good. in this spot yeah, yeah. at the complex yeah. hijacked power yeah <laughs> yeah it was a that was an interesting night for us for yeah. sure everybody just walking past and staring the, at us yeah. what was it the the um what is this this we is filmed one right of our, over here. One of, our sketch, one of our sketches, we, like we filmed right, right here, and uh, it, there was some tween concert that yeah, just got out. Some... So we're all cross-dressed adult men while, like, 14-year-old girls are walking. Men. You yeah. are all yeah. noticeable yeah. men. Yeah. <laughs> big, bright, well, I don't know. My boobs are pretty big, so. But, like. <laughs> yeah, we, the, we had well, big, we had bright big lights, lights. You know, and, and everybody's like, what's going on? And we're all, you know, dressed like women. It was really awkward. It was the most uncomfortable I've been in a long time. I love it. And I'm Mexican and I live in Utah, man. Like, <laughs> I'm uncomfortable every time. But but you're part of the majority is what you're saying. I guess, but... <laughs> but yeah, cre yeah, it was an awkward time in my life. So what are some of your favorite sketches, like your personal ones? Like from us or from... from you guys, yes. Yeah, my, my personal favorites, yam it up your nose. I'm not in that sketch at all, but it... It makes me laugh every single time I watch it, just because Michael and uh, Manuel's reactions shots are all so good. The concept of it's just really funny. Um, <laughs> to us, I guess, that watch it and see how demented we all are. We live in your city. Yeah, I, I'm not we a big fan of any of the sketches I'm in. I cringe when I have to watch myself. But I wish I could just film Michael and Jason and just film them because they're like characters. You know, me, I'm just some dude who, you know, sucks. But yeah, like for them, I wish I could film them. And, but I would say my personal favorite is Rescue Party. Rescue Party is good. Jesse. Jesse. Jason. Jason, I think, is just like, you know, dressed up. We, had, we did have multiple people on that shoot. And, and it worked out. Really and it was well. just so funny to just see him just be an actual character you know not like not normal like our normal sketches where we're yeah. kind of playing ourselves in a way but like you know just a different character altogether I really like uh, Serial Killer is one of my favorites the way that turned out I thought was killer yeah, that came out just a little while ago right? yeah, yeah a couple weeks it's ago really maybe funny. 
Um, Remind me which one's serial killer? It's the one he eats all your cereal and you oh, slept yeah, yeah. with his girlfriend. Yeah. I slept with my yeah. girlfriend and I finished all the cereal. Sorry. Or not because I finished it, but because I was honest about finishing all your yeah. cereal. You're honest with me about sleeping with my girlfriend. Yeah. And well, somehow you're even. Yeah, yeah that is even. Same yeah. They're the same thing. Oh, I actually, I was at Burning Man, uh, so I missed one of the films. And I, and I was thinking, because I didn't have reception or anything, there and when I was leaving Burning Man in the car um, I had my phone plugged in and I was like I hope they got a sketch up and the, and then I went it, first thing that came up was my email and it said congratulations your video has been posted or whatever and I look at that email and it says the title of the email or the video is Burning Man I was like you guys <laughs> Yeah, they, we filmed that one pretty quick too. Yeah, that was in it. That was super in and out. Cool. It was yep. nice. That was a good night. How long did it take to do potatoes? Potatoes. Potatoes. That was our very first. That was, that was our, our first video first. we did, and uh, it honestly didn't take very long at all because we filmed. Michael filmed uh, Chelsea walking around her kitchen for a while, and then that I took... That was like two minutes, though. That yeah, was quick. two minutes, and then I took Michael's Zoom and went to Chelsea's car and sat in her car. Chelsea's my ex-girlfriend that's in a few of our videos. She's an awesome an awesome gal. I know Chelsea. Yeah, but Chelsea. Yeah, she's super He's cool. super bitter about it, though, so it's fine. <laughs> I just hate everything! But, uh, it, so I went out and sat in her car, and I talked into Michael's Zoom wireless recorder for, I don't know probably like four minutes the first time and then two minutes like another time yeah. and that was it that was, I, that was it yeah I just went with it well we looked up sketch. we looked that's up a, a bunch of like sketch. A weird, it's such a weird sketch I love it it's so good <laughs> it's like none of us are in it that's probably why <laughs> yeah, like, I don't have to look at any of their faces Ooh, who is this uh, out of focus Trev, girl in the background yeah. Trev McMalin yeah. <laughs> it's me Trev McMalin yeah, We're plan like, we are planning on doing some potatoes sequels so yeah. that's something to look forward to <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That one's just always been well received. Like people always mention that one. I think it's because it's clean. A lot of our stuff isn't that yeah. clean yeah. necessarily. My mom, my mom actually. I because we <laughs> we just uh, we just did a uh, we were in a film festival. Potatoes actually played at the Gangrene Film Festival and went it went over really well. The crowd really liked it. And I invited my parents out because I was like, oh yeah, it's a clean clean video. They can watch this and not be disappointed in their son <laughs> and so I tell them where to go and watch it on YouTube and they watched that and then they started watching other videos and they watched like air hockey referee yeah. one of our videos where we actually call my mom a can we, say, can we say that on no, the radio? Okay. We're, we call my mom names, and we're not really talking about my real mom, but we're talking yeah. about my comedy, comedy mom. mom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so she watched that, and she just, I got a text, like, after telling her, like, yeah, hey, just watch these. I got a text from my dad's phone saying, yeah, we just watched Air Hockey Referee. I didn't find it very funny. I just thought it had a lot of bad words in it. <laughs> mom. So I got a text from my dad's phone from my mom telling me that there was just a lot of bad words in She's it. She's like, I don't care about Manuel's sister being... Yeah. But yeah. Being fat. And being fat. Yeah, being fat. Oh, yeah, being fat. Having a hurt, a hurt ankle. Yeah, that's right. Same thing. Yeah, same. Exact same, same thing. thing. Yeah, so yeah. definitely, it, I mean, uh, a lot of our videos are definitely not... Uh, for younger, yeah, they're not family friendly. I guess is the term. But they're for us. That's what it. That's what it really comes down to. And it's been awesome. Like the response we've been getting from people. People walk up to us and uh, tell us how much they like them. And uh, you've actually been yeah recognized. Yeah, I've been really? recognized. Yeah, some people will, like 
randomly be like, hey, you're in Glass Eye Dog. I'm like, yeah. And be like, it's cool. You know, so it's it's awesome sometimes, you know, getting recognized or just even anybody even just talking about our sketches. Even friends. Co- yeah, yeah. Even comedians, you know, well, saying, dude, the, I really like what you guys are doing. Well, and the thing yeah. about it is, too, because we all do stand-up. And so when you're doing stand-up, you have an audience that you're telling. And so you know, you get an instant reaction to, okay, I know what went over well, what didn't with this audience. And where you're putting stuff out on the internet, unless you have, you know, the people, like, commenting and telling you, you really don't know how it went over unless people tell you, hey, I really liked that one. Like, yeah. oh, that one was awesome. Yeah. So, and even if people don't like it, I I don't care if people tell me, yeah, I didn't really like that one. Okay, yeah. Not, a, not every sketch is for everyone. <laughs> so, once again, where can we find you guys? Like, where, where can we see these sketches? Um, on, you can like our fan page on Facebook at facebook.com backslash glass eye dog and then you can subscribe on YouTube and please subscribe that's the best way to get our videos right away is subscribing because then you get notified as soon as they're posted which is nice and we try to post every Friday sometimes stuff happens and we don't get them on Fridays but we try to post one a week there's only there's only one week where we've ever missed yeah, it's yeah, and this pr- might be another week too. No, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's at youtube.com backslash glass eye dog. So what's what's your next uh, sketch going to be about? Can you give us a little hint. Little uh, tease? We have several that we need to film, but we don't know. We're not. We haven't decided on like which one is going to be next for which certain. might happen tonight. Who knows? We're all together. So yeah, yeah, I'd be down. You know, I'm we probably should wrong. figure that out since we're kind of together. Yeah. You know, which doesn't happen that often anymore. <laughs> I've been trying to get interviewed with you guys for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's tough, dude. Yeah. We're we all have busy schedules, and Jason has a kid, so he's doing that thing. It's like Jason works mornings. I'm a bartender, so I work nights. Yeah. And, and then my job's really just demanding. You know, just yeah. always having me work, so I'm always tired. I'm usually the least energetic person, <laughs> not only in regular but it, life, but like after work especially. And the last thing you want to do is record. The last thing I want to do is. Film. I just want to well, sit especially down, like after you've cereal. been filming all day. Like yeah. you're a cameraman, so it's yeah. just like, hey guys, you know what I want to do? What I did for my job today. <laughs> yeah. Let's for do eight, that again. For eight hours, you know, out in Provo all day. You know, saw a bunch of dead people. You know? <laughs> so what? what are, I, I <laughs> we laugh ask. at dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I forget to ask. No, it's because they're, they're those in Provo. lifeless bodies. Because yeah, they're in Provo. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, Provo. I forgot to ask. What kind of equipment you guys use? We change it up, but me and uh, Michael both have T2Is. We sh- yeah, so we shoot on T2Is. I have um, like light kits, and he has light kits as well. Um, or an XD cam as well. It just we use XD cam too for every now and again. A lot of times it's pretty run and gun, to be honest, because we're not trying to make like art or anything. We're, not we're to just like a Michael Bay film or something, yeah. you know. Do you shoot multi-cam or single cam? Single, single cam. cam. We keep yes. it as simple as we can. I think we tried to do... We always had thoughts about doing multi-cam, but... We did just, multi-cam a couple times, and, and it, it just, just doesn't pay off. It just doesn't, It's yeah. not worth it. We just do the takes multiple times, different angles. And not only yeah. that, I think from doing it single cam, because we're doing takes over and over and over, we actually get, like... You get way better stuff to choose from. Like, you know what? That way you delivered that line here was so good. Like, it made me laugh while I was in editing. Because I was at Michael's house when we edited Yam It Up Your Nose, and there was a... Michael and I pretty much took a laugh break from, like, one of Manuel's lines in there. We had... We just kept stopping and laughing and rewinding it and laughing, rewinding it and laughing. Like, that's perfect. That's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Lamar thinks he's a bad actor, but he... Uh, Lamar. <laughs> Lamar. 
Manuel thinks he's a bad actor. Lamar's it's a, golden. It works. Man. Yeah, Lamar. <laughs> Lamar is in our sketch, Rock Paper Scissors, and he's that's one in of that. my favorites so as good. well. Uh, yeah. Rock Paper Scissors. Is All right, so Twitter's you guys. Uh, at Jason underscore Harvey. Uh, Muka's tweets M U K A T yeah, S T W E E T. And I'm on that MySpace tip, yo. <laughs> I, I don't have I don't have hey, Twitter. Thanks, thanks a lot for thanks the interview. Thanks for the interview. Yeah, I really appreciate it. For, like, and that was Glass Eye Dog. Uh, they are a. Uh, <laughs> what happened? Everything turned off, Sasha. <laughs> Why? I think you you unplugged the uh, power cord. I or didn't something. unplug anything. Um, leave me alone. Yes. Yeah, so Glass that was Glass <laughs> Eye Dog. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. All the oh, Sasha bumped something and everything turned off. I, I freaked out. No, it's not it's been f- a day of technical difficulties, <laughs> but we're still good. We're still here. We still love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, follow me, Johnny McCann, MCK at Johnny McCann. I'm so sick of saying it. Please just follow me so Man, I can quit stop saying, saying it. it. <laughs> Sasha, Mister <laughs> Underscore Bloom, B L U M E. Check out the show that's coming up next. It's uh, what's in the cheeks with Ryan Meeks it's going to be good stuff uh, <laughs> it's also known as Fusion Radio <laughs> what's in the cheeks what's in your cheeks oh, <laughs> with <boy>. Ryan Meeks <laughs> it's, it's a show about talking about stuff um, <laughs> not at all it's about music yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's amazing. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week. Um, be sure to look uh, this weekend. We will be posting the Comedy Carnival podcast. You guys are going to love it. Once again, thank you guys for coming in and listening. And thanks for tuning in to All Eat Radio. Sasha, you got anything else to say? No, sir. All right, then. Uh, thank you guys. Yep. And shalom. Oh, boo.